Bonnie, thank you very much for joining me. Um, so, uh, and welcome to uh, One Unique Experience. Uh, it's thank a chance you. for us to speak to industry leaders in the event industry about their own experiences and if they were to throw a party, what kind of party it would be. Um, and yourself, Johnny, you've been described by Tatler as, a, as charm personified. Uh, oh, you, please, they talk, <laughs> they talk too much. You have 40 years experience, apparently over 9,000 events. Um, obviously one of the founders of no, the, can I tell you a great a great deal more than that I think uh, yeah um, no uh, but these things soon come out of date uh, and uh, obviously one of the founders of the Admiral Crichton and then obviously uh, your new company Johnny Roxborough party architects um, Johnny would you would you give us a sort of um, minute I suppose uh, elevator pitch in terms of uh, Johnny Roxborough party architects well I think it's rather a difficult one to do um, I I think that what's, um, it sounds awful about you know, pitching. Um, mm. I think that what we do is, um, and there aren't very many of us, you know, in the old days at the Admirable Crichton, there were 60 staff, and yeah. now I have three. Yeah. But the great thing is that um, 36 years at the AC, as it was known, mm. um, means that I know everybody in the game. I know all the right people to call, I know the right people to, to talk to, and what remains undiminished, thank the Lord, is um, my creativity. Yeah. And that really is what people, um, people are buying. Um, I think it's the, it's, the, it's the creativity, it's the, I still am relentlessly fastidious about how things are done. And, um, and I also help, or hate that expression, attention to detail, but at the end of the day, it's what it's all about. You know, it's rather like you see those caterers that they they serve fresh locally locally sourced ingredients and i always think why would you ever serve anything that wasn't that yeah um and so i think attention to detail if you're in the party game is what it needs to be um yeah. and and i'm lucky because i have a great um bank of clients some old some new and and i still travel the world endlessly and i think that before this lockdown um i was flying at least once every week if not twice at all over the world um and i i hope when it's all finished i'll have the opportunity to go and well in fact i know i'm going to have the opportunity to go and um and travel to other places and um that's the bit i miss i miss the fact that the stimulation of seeing wonderful places, meeting interesting people. I had a meeting today with somebody um, who was talking about doing events in Ireland and events in Venice. Um, and it was just so refreshing to, to talk to somebody who really had a positive view on life. And it was exciting. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think events are, and part of the reason for doing this, this series in this, in this lockdown period is, is that events do hold, they hold a great place in people's heart. They're hugely important in terms of celebrating what, what happens in life and, and experiences and, and special occasions. And, and um, in, in terms of yourself, coming on to this sort of the first point in terms of that, I mean, I, I had a quick look, that's obviously quite a bit of information on, on the on web uh, so you had your 40th at raffles you had your 50th at lavoile d'or lavoile d'or uh, yeah god that was that was a party. that was four days of i didn't think i was sober for a minute it was the most fun <laughs> excellent and then you had your your 
60th in Venice when you also got engaged. Yeah. yeah. And then your 70th, you had at, well, you got a surprise one at the works, which is uh, where I actually got married as well. I had my, my, my wedding um, reception was at the works. And uh, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I tell you, Philip, that was the most extraordinary night because we had been in Corfu and um, we were doing a, um, a, a site visit. And I said to Charles, you know, it's so lovely. Why don't we just stay, stay for another day? And he went, no, 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 we've got to go back. We've got to go back. And um, we got home and um, I was being taken out for dinner by four friends. And I sort of got myself a bit gussied up. And in fact, in hindsight, I got myself gussied up um, in all the wrong kit. And um, we took a, an Uber. Gosh, that's a thing I haven't taken for a long time. Um, to um, to to the work. So we're going to what was in my day called Mao Tai. I forget what it's called now for dinner on yeah. on Yukim's Road. Mm -hmm. And I said to the driver, "Oh, just drive us down to the front of the works." And Jar said, "No, no, no. But we're going to walk. You'll never turn this limousine round." And so we got out <laughs> and we walked down. And I had absolutely no idea at all about what was going on. And um, when they opened the door and you were all standing inside, I cried and cried and cried. It was just, it was, A, it was amazing there were so many people there. And it was amazing that Giles and the girls in my office um, mm. and, and Sarah Appleyard had managed to keep the whole thing a secret for so long. I mean, for, for three months they'd been planning it. And yeah. I had no idea. It was such a nice evening. Um, and I'm glad that there were so many people who were part of my life that were there. No, it's it's amazing, and it and it, it shows the uh, the respect and love that people have for you, Johnny. And uh, in terms of your, if so, if if you were to hold another event, obviously this can be an event of your choice. Would you have a venue in mind? What venue would you go for? Okay, well, I, Johnny, I'm not going to tell you an if. I'm going to tell you a what. Okay. Because um, for my tenth wedding anniversary, my seventieth birthday, and Charles' fifty fifth birthday. Um, as well as, if I'm really honest, a bit of client PR, um, we decided to hold a party in December to mark the, the date that we got married. Because when we got married, we told nobody we were doing it, and just four of us went off and got married at um, a Palladium Pavilion at Blickling. And then at night, we had 200 people at our house in Norfolk, um, to, allegedly to celebrate my birthday. And then we told them all that we got married that day. Um, <laughs> And that was very fun. So yeah. um, we, we gave a party at Spencer House this December, yeah. um, which I kind of think was the last word in parties. It was, um, it was kind of founder's yet because it was just before everything fell apart. Yeah. Um, Spencer House, um, for those people that are listening who don't know who it is, of, of what it is, was the family home of um, the Princess of Wales. And her brother Charles is one of my husband's oldest friends. And I went there with Liz Anson many moons ago when it was owned by the coal, run by the coal board. And we said, oh, can we have a party here, blah, blah, blah. And we decided that we probably could. Jacob Rothschild then took over the place and plowed millions into it. Mm. And it is now probably the grandest venue in London. And so we started off and we actually went to another, another venue and we booked it and paid the deposit. And then the guest list 
started. And when we were nearly at 700, <laughs> I said to Charles, this is, this is insane. We can't possibly have um, 700 people. And there are still people we haven't asked. Yeah. Um, so we canned the other place, went to um, Spencer House, said, you know, could we do it there? We put a tent out on the terrace. Um, but it was, it was glamorous beyond belief. You know, we had snow machines outside. We had a, a great polar bear inside with the muscle Mary. We put the, the waiters into um, glittered Doc Martens, bum freezer jackets, um, glittered green eyeshadow, bright red lipstick and tutus. They, and they were good looking boys. They looked amazing. We had girls in floor length red um, faux fur coats with very, very, very tiny um, sequin um, mini dresses on, checking people in and um, had great food, great cocktails. Um, and the secret to me for, for a party like that is that we ask everyone, and we often have a Christmas party, but we always ask everyone at half past six and we kick them out at 10. Yeah. And they are completely hammered. <laughs> we give them great cocktails we yeah. give them oceans of very very delicious food mm. i think the secret is so often those drinks parties you get little tiny bits that somebody comes around and it's constantly interrupting you say have a canopy have a canopy which drives me insane and so we we had food stations and canopies and and huge seafood bar um, that was done by Rocket. It was just, uh, I mean, really amazing. Anyway, that was very, and, and good entertainment. And, um, and for me, that was really, it was, I don't think in my life I will have another party. You know what? And I don't, I don't think so. I'm 70 now. I'm, I'm yeah. 71 now. And, <laughs> um, and I don't think, you know, we might, we might do something for Giles 60th in five years or, but yeah. I think by the time I get to 80, half my friends won't be here. Um, and um, I think it's a perfect age. I think 70 is a really good age to celebrate. Um, yeah. But it was, it was amazing. And I loved, it was like somebody had chopped my head off. And not that I know anything about this, you understand. And put cocaine down my throat and then sewn my head on and shaken <laughs> it very hard. But it was just like, it was like being in a wonderful cloud and, um, yeah. And there were, everywhere you turned, there were lots of lovely people. And um, and mercifully, in the end of the day, people seemed to love it. Yeah. No, I'm, well, I, I'm not surprised to hear it. And you mentioned there in terms of, you know, as you say, um, good drinks, amazing food, etc. And do you, do you distill gin? Is that right? Well, you know, I was going to, and then eventually I, I chickened out because there were too many yeah. people in in the market but i drink i drink a lot of gin um, and i love i love a good martini yeah uh, ever got a free evening go to 45 german street where they make the best martinis in town they're absolutely delicious um and uh, and i love a negroni and yeah. of course the great thing about a negroni is that it's the simplest drink in the world it's a third a third a third and you put it in a shaker with some ice and it's just it's it's wonderful yeah. um Nice summer drink. And, uh, nice summer drink, and then, you know, I, uh, I'm often asked what my last supper would be. Yeah. And um, there's a thing called Earth, Earth Drum Kilbo, which was the late Queen Elizabeth's favourite first course, 
and it's it's basically lobster and eggs and consomme and mayonnaise and prawns and a bit of gelatin and um, anchovy essence and it, it sort of makes this it's like a very glamorous uh, prawn cocktail um, and and I would have that it's one of those things that you put your finger in the bowl and you can't stop licking and I love um, steak tartare mm-hmm. I, I could eat steak tartare every night in life perhaps with a little bit of caviar before it um, and then I've got terribly, terribly basic tastes uh, in, in terms of things like puddings. There's nothing as good as baked Alaska. If it's properly made, I'd love a bit of a baked Alaska. Oh, it's, it's fair enough. I know, and uh, you obviously, you mentioned her in here, and, and, and one of my sort of questions to people is who inspires you most in the industry. And I know you may, you've obviously mentioned Lady Elizabeth Answer, and I know you've mentioned her before. Would you say she's probably the, the, the greatest influence on you? Completely, you know, she's terribly ill at the moment, which is sad, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure she'll get better. But I spoke to her not an hour ago, um, and um, she's she's just the pluckiest woman. Um, and the truth is that none of us, you know, she was she was very ill when she was young. She was in hospital for quite a long time, and that was the thing that when she was lying in bed thinking what on earth am I going to do um, and she dreamt up this thing of um, party planners and I think she came from a background it's fair to say where women were not meant to work and um, so it was rather a, um, a revelation that she um, she started to work um, and she was I mean just she did all the great parties and um and she and i have been friends for more than 40 years and strange enough she's also a great friend of my parents-in-law so I and mean, that's been a nice connection that we're all um connected that way but um but she she was the person that um she and ken turner you won't remember ken turner but ken turner was the great florist yeah, no, and um and i'm um I don't think of it, you know, I mean, he's, he's quite old now, that's the only reason I said it. But, you know, he was, a, he, he was a, an inspiration. And, um, and Liz was, um, was very talented and, um, and she was incredibly helpful to me um, when I was starting out. And um, I often did the catering for her parties. Amazing. But, um, she, I, I was, I was reading up on it. You mentioned obviously baked Alaska and, and simple taste in puddings. And she, one of the comments she was saying is, you know, your sausage and mash can be just as successful as an event rather than anything particularly lavish. Uh, she had some funny things as well. I mean, she was saying sit boars together was one of the things she said. So sit boars together. Oh, I agree yeah. with that. <laughs> I agree with that. Then they, then they can bore one another to death. Exactly. Although my, it. although my father always said to me, nobody is boring for half an hour, and if they are, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, that's Maybe that's. Yeah. It's rather, it's rather like his advice on marriage. He said, um, never marry somebody you could live with, only marry somebody you couldn't live without. And when you do, if you each give 60% and you each take 40%, your marriage will be a success. I think that's good sound advice. It's very sound advice. It is. Very, it is absolutely. Uh, my 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 wife had a on on the way to our wedding. She had a, a taxi driver, and his his response to her was, "If you've got steak at home, why eat out for burger?" It was his way. 
<laughs> never staying loyal. Um, and one of the uh, other things that I understand that she used to do is, oh, she used to give um, code names for celebrities. She, I understand, she called Queen. The Queen was Shirley Temple. Uh, do you, do you, have you done yeah. the same? Have you done the same, Johnny? Have you, no. have you in terms of, no? No, well, no, but I tell you, we have often had celebrity weddings and yeah. we've had to completely reinvent the couple's names um, <laughs> so, that, so that we can never, ever um, talk about them and people know who we're doing. Um, I did one of the Spice Girls weddings many, many years ago. I have to say, I didn't know who the Spice Girls were. <laughs> this gives you an idea of um, yeah. how long Early it days. was. Yeah. And, yeah, and one of the girls in the office um, was doing it. And, and she said to me, oh, you need to go across there. There's David Beckham. And I said, really? I, I didn't know who David Beckham was either. Um, and, um, but hello, we're covering the wedding. And um, we had to have tunnels and all kinds of screens so nobody could see it. And, um, and I still, and it was all finished. I still didn't know who we'd, who we'd married. <laughs> um, so um, sometimes, sometimes the code, sometimes the code names weren't really necessary, and that's no, not no. to say that I was out of touch or an old fossil. But I just, they just went sort of. Um, yeah. I hadn't come across them. Yeah. Well, obviously, you're talking a while ago, Johnny. Can, can I ask in terms of? Because am I right in saying you were an accountant before you before you started being a case? I absolutely was. It was. Yeah. It was. I'm a, I'm a qualified chartered accountant, and I worked for. Um, Tushros, and then I worked for um, Story Hayward, who are now called something else, DBA or something. Um, and I did international copyright, so I um, looked after people that, um, like Abba, and Bob Marley, and whatever, looked after the sales of their, or the, or the, the income they made from the sales of their records all over the world. It was fascinating. I travelled the whole time then too, um, okay. and then saw the light and thought maybe. And then I met Rolling. Yeah. And. Um, and she and I um, didn't really know what we were doing. I was an accountant, she was a sculptress. And for the first six months when the phone rang, we said to everybody, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, we're fully booked, we can't possibly help you. The truth was, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> and, and, we, and we were learning. But then when we opened our doors and said, come on, let's do our first event, people said, you know, the admirable crowd, they must be so good, you could never, ever book them. <laughs> oh, Fully booked. It was a, it was a brave because we were living off fresh air, really. Yeah, no, very brave decision. No, but but obviously it paid um, off. Um, then, and it's what inspired you. It did you pay off, and we were we were we were, well, we were lucky, and we um we we had some great breaks very early on. Um, but we also I remember my bank manager saying to me, "It's amazing how many of my lucky clients." worked 19 hours a day yeah and we worked every bloody hour god made and um and i remember that we would we would be doing parties and um we would perhaps do a dance in the evening and then we would drive and we would do a lunch somewhere else and then we would do another dance and we still hadn't had any sleep and um i remember doing that you know when you drive along and you're really tired you get black spots in front of your eyes well, in those days, I had a convertible Audi and a very lovely Spaniel called George. And I drove back after one of these things, having really done 
two and a bit days of work with no sleep and lots of caffeine. And I, it was a summer and I pulled my car, just got it into the pavement outside my house. And my neighbor came out and I was asleep with George in my arms. And she said to me, do you know, I think maybe you should be doing that in bed. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, there is no shortcut to success yeah. other than hard work. Hard work, a bit of luck and a bit of talent. Um, that's, that's what makes success. Yeah. And did you? And it's mean, not to, I was going to say, it's not to say there weren't some really, really tricky times. I mean, we're living this through this COVID um, or COVID, however you pronounce it, um, yeah. at the moment. But, you know, I remember when the Twin Towers were blown up, we lost three million pounds worth of work literally overnight. Yeah. Um, bird flu, mad cow disease, the, the financial crisis. When you're in the entertainment business as we are, and um, and they went overnight. Um, Hello? Hi, Johnny. I'm still here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's uh, as you say, it's um, it's it's unprecedented, um, but we have had to to get through these things before. And And we will get through them. We will get through them. Yeah, absolutely. and when they turn the tap on, it'll be like an avalanche. Yeah. When they suddenly say people can entertain, everybody will want to party. Everybody will want to be out um, hugging people and drinking together and just doing what we all need to do as human beings. You need social interaction. You need to be able to put your arms around somebody and say, I love you or whatever. And, and I think that's so important to life. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And in, in, in terms of the learnings that you've that you've had, as you say, you've mentioned bird flu and I suppose uh, 9-11, crash of 2008-9. I mean, what, what, what's been your greatest learnings in those? To keep calm, to have self-belief, to cut your costs as l- much as you possibly can, mm. but, but also to remain um, loyal to your staff Um, because when the tap comes back on you need good proper staff and if you dump them all you're screwed and so you need to you need to come to an arrangement with them that you keep them working and um, and also I mean at the moment I'm doing lots of research looking at things finding new ways of doing stuff Um, and um, I even learned how to touch type and <laughs> um, and um i think it's 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 all about seeing the opportunities yeah. and you know i kind of feel that the man that is making all those plexiglass screens in every shop must have made a fortune yes the fortune absolutely. is however short term because as soon as we don't have to be behind them his business is gone yeah. But for the moment, I think he must be making a lot of money. And I think that's a, that's a wonderful um, thing to be doing. Um, yeah. No, there's, always a, there's always opportunities to be had, as you say. Um, of course. Yeah, and it's fine. He's finding those. And, it, and uh, just going back to your, to your party. So we, we know that um, you've, you've obviously you've talked a lot about it in terms of Spencer House and, 
fine drinks and uh, obviously your variety of food. Um, and in terms of uh, your, your entertainment of choice for guests, what would that be, Johnny? Well, I didn't have them because it's impossible to have a Spencer house because you need more, more space. I love Nile Rogers. I love his, his, um, his voice and I, um, I love the fact that he, uh, I had a German client who said to me, I don't want somebody who sings other people's songs. And I didn't quite realize that, in fact, other people sing Nile's songs. And um, we had him for a party in Kent three years ago. Um, and he kept a dance floor of 600 people of a big, big age group. He kept them packed all night. We didn't need a DJ. It was just hit after hit after hit. Um, and, uh, but then I'm, I'm, and it's kind of danceable stuff. And, um, yeah. You know, when you get to my age, dad dancing is always rather embarrassing. You know? <laughs> it, well, it, it is at mine, um, I can assure you. Or well, certainly my children would tell me. Uh, so. <laughs> is it? It's rather like in my bathroom in London. And I saw myself getting out of the bath the other day. And I thought, oh my God, you look exactly like your father. <laughs> so, that was rather, rather sobering. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yes, it, yes, yes, yes. Mirrors and age can be somewhat sobering at times. Um, and in, in terms of it, I, you, you have always been known, as you say, for your, your creativity. And uh, in fact, one of the other people that I've uh, interviewed for this is uh, David Wise, who I, I know you know in terms of... Oh, I love the, David, love yeah. David. Um, and um, I know, he's, I know, he's been a big success and, and I've used him often. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking, and we were talking about uh, sort of uh, your creativity. And uh, as you mentioned, attention to detail. And I was, I, I remember a, a events. I think it was for London Fashion Week at the Natural History Museum when I was there. Uh, and uh, in fact, you and I were going round stripping um, lavender. Um, so the whole reception area smelled overbearingly of lavender as guests came in. Uh, and uh, obviously, you do have that that great attention to detail. And and in terms of one of the things I always remember on events as well is sort of the big departure and it's either guests going or it's um, you know, bride and groom going off on hot air balloon at weddings or however it might be. How would you depart the, the event, Johnny? I've always, um, and I say this in a kind of a mad way, um, I, I rather love motorbikes um, and um, my brother and I used to have one when we were young. Um, um, it, it would be fun to get onto a Harley Davidson and yeah. have a few snowflakes as you step onto it. And yeah. then suddenly there's a blizzard and you drive into the blizzard and you disappear into the night. That, <laughs> that would be fun. Um, and, but lots, lots of great music, all kinds of um, wonderful um, Christmas music, some work for Disney. <laughs> and, they, and, and they put in the sound of barking dogs and bells and people. And it was just, it, I promise you, it was like Christmas on acid. Yeah. And, and, and sorry, Johnny, I think the reception's getting a bit bad now. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. I always think that sort of. But when I think of the things that you and I did at the Natural History Museum, of course, nowadays we would never be allowed to do. Right. Do you remember when we when we turned the staircase at the Natural History Museum into a waterfall? 
yeah. with a huge African mask and the water pouring down it. And yeah. um, the, 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 the theme of, of, the, of the evening was African jungle. Um, and, and we had men sitting on the staircase dressed as zebras. Uh, I mean, there were, but we'd never be allowed to do that now. Never, never, never. No, it's a, it, it was just sad. I think Norfolk Sound is letting us down a bit. Johnny, if you can still hear me, Johnny. Have you got me now? Just about. How much more do you want to hear from me? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's, um, it's, it's a lovely summer's evening in Norfolk, and I, I won't take any more of your time. Bring it to an end. But thank you so much for your time. It's always a, it's always a, a real treat talking to you and hearing your thoughts, ideas, and party planning. And uh, I'm sure that everyone who's listening will be equally inspired by your words and, um, and by your ideas. Mm -hmm.